Today's episode contains many sensitive topics that may be triggering to some listeners, including child abuse, sexual assault, depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, gender dysphoria, and potentially more. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, what do we want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to do the fucking intro. <laughs> okay. Life is a mess. It's ugly and tough. And sometimes your best just isn't enough. But if you need a friend, come hang out with us. It's Veda and Skylar embracing the suck. So in today's first little episode, I thought it would be fun to kind of go through our live stories and give you guys a brief overview of who we are as people, how we came to be who we are. Um, in this first episode, we'll be going over my life story, um, which is me, Veda. And then in the next episode, we'll be going over Skylar's life story. Okay, so um, I figured this would be a really good way for us to introduce everybody to the podcast and just get everybody well acquainted with us because I don't think anybody actually knows our whole story or like like where we came from or where we are going, whether or not we're Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> not really sure how we should talk about this um, or how we should start or how we should proceed or anything like well, that. Well, it so. all started when I was born. <laughs> well, it started before you were born, technically. It started when I was born. Oh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> true. You're right. <laughs> okay, anyways, I'm 28. I live in Bremerton. I'm a graphic designer and illustrator and artist and photographer and other stuff. And then Skylar little brief intro for you. I'm Skylar. I'm 23 years old. I live in Bellingham, Washington. My job is nothing to write home about. <laughs> um, well, what do you do? I work as a call center operator, um, and I'm also a caregiver for my mother. <laughs> I think both of those things are something to write home about, mm. <laughs> especially caretaking for your mom. Yeah, to write home and be like, hey, I need money. <laughs> what home? What money? <laughs> <True>. <laughs> what was like your experience like before I was born, I guess? So from ages like zero oh. to five. I mean, I guess you wouldn't remember. Well, zero, I remember a lot, which is surprising. It was a whirlwind. <laughs> well, from from infancy, like I... I was born in Lancaster, California in 1993, and my mom and dad were not married. They were just two wayward souls. <laughs> I, I actually talked to my mom a few years ago when I went down to visit her, and she told me that, like, she didn't really love my dad. <laughs> like, there, it was just, like, a really weird situation. Like, she was in an abusive relationship, and she had five boys, and she needed to get out of that abusive situation, and she was, like, on the street with her five kids and had nowhere to go, and then out of nowhere, my dad just, like, rented a five-bedroom house for them, or, like, six-bedroom house with something big, and was like, hey, move in with me, and I don't know if they were dating or not, but I feel like they weren't based on my mom's like recollection of it. Granted, it was a very brief conversation and there were tequila shots involved. So I don't fully know how accurate any of this is. Granted, I don't know how accurate any of my life is because most of everything my father told me has come to be a lie. So, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. So yeah, she moved in with him with all her kids. And, and then I guess shortly after had me. And then 
she told me that she met the love of her life after I was born, which was not my father. <laughs> you know, I don't know the full story, but I know that that I'm pretty sure she cheated on my dad with an Elvis impersonator and had my little brother, which is not Skylar, a different little brother. So I have like five brothers or something. I don't know how many kids she has. Um, yeah, don't, then, don't you have like 13 siblings or some shit like that? I think like overall, but I think I was also counting Jeffrey and Diana in that and they're not technically my siblings, but kind of. Yeah. And then like my siblings have siblings and then those siblings have their own siblings and it's very confusing and I don't really know what the actual number is and I don't know if I have more than just that because as we found out over the last couple of years, we have more sisters. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so she... I ended up living with my dad. She ended up with a Elvis impersonator. Had my little brother. And then I, there was some like molestation involved with me. I don't fully know what happened. There are multiple different accounts from different people saying different things. So I don't really know what happened. But all I know is that I got put into foster care. And I think I was in foster care for like two years, roughly, maybe. I My dad told me that I that my mom had kidnapped me. And that's why I got put into foster care. And then my mom told me when I went down to visit her that it was because I was showing signs of sexual abuse and she took me to the hospital and, and reported it to the police. And that is why I went into foster care. And then I guess they went to court and my dad got me because he had more money and was more manipulative. And she was like a destitute abused woman with five kids all alone so obviously I went with him because he had a good job he was working for Boeing in Washington and like leaving me with his girlfriend on the weekends down in California or during the week in California and then like flying down every weekend or whatever to visit me and he was living in Washington and he just like left me with his girlfriend like I don't really know I had no idea that he worked at Boeing oh yeah he that's why he moved to Washington that's why we went and lived with you your mom huh Okay. <laughs> and I, I don't know how long he worked for Boeing. I know he had a job at Firestone Tires. He told me that many times. But then my mom told me that while he was working at Firestone, he used to like, he used to be the one who did all the like bank deposit drop-offs. Like he would be in charge of like mm -hmm. dropping the, the envelope off at the bank and he would like take money from it every time. <laughs> And so he had like this whole like system where he would take money from one and then pocket it and then like take money from the next one to replace what money was missing. So he had like this whole like rotating system where nobody would notice that he was stealing money like off the top kind of. I don't really know how he got away with that, but we all know he's a fucking like con artist. So yeah, I mean, Anyways. he literally stole $700 from me. So and God knows how much money he's stolen from me over the years. It's been a lot. Anyway, so yeah, he he got custody of me. I think I lived with my uncles for a while um, over in Idaho. I don't know how long I was with them. I do know that there's a photo of my dad's face all bloody because he tried to like take me from them or like visit without being allowed to some some sort of thing. And then my my brother or my uncle like punched him in the face. <laughs> nice. And I've seen that picture of him all bloody and stuff. So shouts out to whatever uncle I was living with who punched my dad in the face because he deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> probably one of the homophobic ones so i don't know yeah i think it was tim yeah. but i don't but like tim and pam have always been nice to me but like i don't really know what their situation is like mentally because we've never really interacted as adults so i don't know yeah i mean whenever i came out as gay mm -hmm. or like i guess technically like lesbian at the time but he like left a comment on the post and was like basically just saying that it was a sin and stuff like that and I was like oh no Skylar you're gonna burn in hell I know like 
my experience in life is honestly like probably 10 times worse than anything that could happen in hell like yeah set me on fucking fire i don't care (laughs) oh jesus (laughs) i i'm not friends with any of them on facebook anymore so I, i don't even i have no idea like what their brains are like anymore anyway so yeah i lived with my uncles for i some amount of time I don't know how long and then we went to go live with your mom and I had no idea how they met but you recently told me that they met on a dating phone line yeah they met on a (laughs) chat line my mom told me at least Mm. which like doesn't surprise me because my mom is literally always on that chat line yeah I love her to death but like her (laughs) taste in men is not is absolutely awful (laughs) it's literally ass (laughs) yeah so that was news to me I'm not very good at asking those kinds of questions like I guess there's like nothing that interests me about like anybody's story like that kind of story you know what I mean at least there was nothing that interested me as a child apparently because I never asked (laughs) (laughs) anyway so then we lived with you I think I was like four or five you were five when I was conceived so you might have been like yeah yeah so it was either like three or four when we moved in with you and then we lived with you until I think I was like seven that sounds about right six or seven I was two when Jim left my mom and I'm five years older than you so seven sounds about right yeah and then when Jim left your mom I was told that it was because of my depression I as a (laughs) six-year-old yeah no I the only like thing that I really know about that is my at least from like my mom's account of it is he broke up with her on her 40th birthday oh my god what a fucking asshole yeah um that's that's so fucked up who does that I don't know him (laughs) because i'm not surprised but jesus i'm also like 90 percent certain that it had something to do with the fact that like my grandma like kicked him out because he was a piece of shit yeah that makes sense i remember there was like a huge fight i remember the fight because they were all screaming at each other and there was a briefcase involved and i remember jim like walking out with his briefcase or something I remember the day that it happened, but it was very sparse. Like, I just remember there was like, it was nighttime and everybody was yelling and the kitchen light was on and there was a briefcase. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Jim didn't have anywhere to live. So we moved from Woodenville, which is where y'all were living. And then we Mm -hmm. moved to Oak Harbor. And I'm pretty sure the only reason we picked Oak Harbor was because my dad at the time was remodeling a house because he was a real estate agent. So he was remodeling a house and we ended up like staying in the house that he was remodeling it was not our house it was somebody else's house and we like slept in sleeping bags on the floor or like in his car some nights like we were fucking homeless And I remember, I remember it being really fun though. Like I remember it being like, we were camping in this like really cool house and I really liked that house. And I, th- I think that the cool part about like Jim being a real estate agent was that I got to go to like a lot of really cool houses, even though we basically lived in trailers the entire time. Um, so we lived in that weird house for a while. I don't know how long we were there. Eventually he got a little single wide mobile home in some trailer park. I also remember really liking that house because there was like a bunch of wood paneling on everything Mm. (laughs) so it was kind of like we were living in a ship and I had this like cool little like weird window thing that was covered in like melted candle wax like somebody left candles up there and it was just covered in melted candle wax and I thought it was really cool for some reason anyways um I remember like living in that house like we had so I I guess like DSHS or something like every year they would bring us like a giant trash bag full of toys Mm -hmm. (laughs) um like free toys from whatever center for kids 
<laughs> like um, the Salvation like, Army or some shit like, like that. Like charity, like a charity would give us like Christmas presents. And I remember all my Christmas presents that year were in like a giant plastic bag from like a giant black hefty bag and none of them were wrapped. <laughs> oh my fucking God. <laughs> um, but I did get a really cool like Barbie Mustang. <laughs> so I was. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that uh, that trailer park or that trailer, the first one in Wagon Wheel? No, the only it one I been... remember is like the main one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Wagon Wheel was a lot smaller. I remember there was one day, like I think I was seriously like six or seven, where Jim left me there like by myself, <laughs> and I was just like chilling, like I was vibing out, like it was not a big deal for me at all. Like I was just having a good old time, and. I was like playing on barbie.com on the computer and like just having a, a fantastic time. And I don't know how long I was left home alone, but I remember your mom showed up and was pissed. Like maybe she was coming to like bring you up for the weekend or something. And she just showed up and I was by myself, like chilling on the computer alone. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like six. Uh, Sonia, that's a, that's a memory. Okay. So we lived in that trailer for a while. I don't remember why we got kicked out, but we got kicked out. <laughs> Oh, I remember at the time Jim had an El Camino, which I thought was like the coolest thing in the fucking world. Like one of those, like, I think it was an, a ranchero actually, but same thing. It was like half car, half truck. Yeah. And the back would like fill up with snow when it snowed and I got to like play in it. It was really fun. Anyway, we eventually got evicted from that trailer park. And then we lived in, I think, I think from there we ended up living with the Swenson family. I have no idea who that is. Do you remember there was like a farm? No. Really? Okay. So my dad like sold this couple a house and while like they were in the process of like selling them the house or whatever, <laughs> um, I ended up making friends with their kids and then I was like at their house like constantly and I basically just like stayed the night there all the time and there was like across the street there was a girl who had horses so we used to go over there and ride horses all the time and like they had cows and chickens and ducks and like it was really fun. Like I remember living with them was like the fucking prime time of my life they were a normal family they did breakfast and lunch and dinner holy shit they had meals so we i like ended up just like staying the night staying the night staying the night 9 11 happened there uh, well not there but like you know, <laughs> i was there 9 when 11 happened, happened at their house <laughs> in washington well, I, state so 9 11 i remember i think i woke up early for some reason i don't know why again i'm like maybe seven eight now and like i went into the mom's room and I never did that. Like I was like that, that room was like off limits to the kids, you know, but for whatever reason I went in her room and she was like sitting on her bed and she was watching the news and she was bawling her eyes out. And I didn't understand why. And I looked up and, and I remember seeing like the twin towers on the news coverage and she was crying. It had to have been like six o'clock in the morning or something like that. And cause we're over West coast. And I remember just like crawling up in a bed and like watching it with her. And I, I don't know what, like, I didn't understand what was happening really. 9-11 happened. And then I think Jim sold them he either like you must have been nine at that point because it happened in 2001 i think i was eight was oh yeah it was right, seven years, right yeah. before yeah right yeah before you turned eight okay um because i remember in the next apartment i was nine because i had a sticker that i put on something that was nine <laughs> anyways <laughs> so eight years old 9-11 happened the house that they had bought um that jim had sold them ended up like going through so then we helped them move everything to that new house and then jim ended up living in their garage it was like a detached barn that had like its own little apartment but like it wasn't like a full apartment it was like a room 
Mm. and like the floors were concrete and that kind of shit. Um, so he ended up living in there. And then I was living like with the family. Like I was fully integrated into this family. Mm. <laughs> I called the mom, mom. I didn't call the dad, dad, but I called the mom, mom. And I considered those kids, my, my brothers and sisters. So anyways, I considered those kids, my siblings. I shared a room with the daughter who was a little bit younger than me. And I remember having like multiple like crying fits <laughs> where I was just like, I think I literally was listening to the Dixie Chicks or something and I put it on full blast on my boom box and then like cried on the floor for like hours one of the days because <laughs> I like was so upset because something about like not having a mom or something like that was going on in my brain and I was just like so upset and then like I slowly just kind of stopped seeing Jim he just like didn't come around anymore <laughs> and mm. I was just like living with this other family and I had no idea like what was going I don't think I even questioned it I was just like I'm fucking chilling we're running around this farm we have chickens we have goats there's like horses next door I get to go horseback riding all the time like I'm having the time of my life and then I remember one day my my boyfriend <laughs> who actually they were the family who moved into that house that we were living in illegally like mm. <laughs> the family that moved into that house like who had bought it I guess my dad was like remodeling it for them or something something like that they had a son named Chris who I was like boyfriend girlfriend with but like we were like eight so it didn't really count I think we held hands like once so his family I was like with them doing something like maybe went to the mall or something shopping something like that or I was over at their house playing games or something and then I came back to the that family family's house that I was living with and there was a cop car in the driveway and they the cops were like talking to the family and I was like uh <laughs> what happened who died like what's going on you were like excuse me hello hello who are um, you why are you here yeah so I, we'd go up to the house and then the police started asking me like all these questions about my dad and I remember this is the first time I ever like told the police like that my dad was not a good person <laughs> like that he was like mean to me and like not kind <laughs> like I told him about like times he yelled at me and I was and like I cried a lot like and then they ended up taking me away in a police car or something I, I don't know if it was a police car if it was like one of the like escort cars that they had there but I they literally like packed up my stuff into a plastic bag and then put me into the car and took me away and I internalized that as like I told the truth about my father and now I'm being punished yeah um I got put into foster care with a really nice family in the next town over I think it was Mount Vernon and I ended up having to like change schools like I enrolled in a school there I really liked that school because they had like those <laughs> they had those desks where like the top opened up oh that's so cool it was so fucking sick. And their uh, mascot was the Mustangs. <laughs> and I was like all about horses at the time. So it was like sick. I was like prime horse girl energy. Yeah, you were full on <laughs> horse girl. But in my defense, you were also horse girl energy. You wore a cowboy hat and cowboy boots for like four years. So <laughs> in my defense, I was manipulated by my father into doing that. So <laughs> maybe he'll love me and get the family back together if I wear a cowboy hat yeah I think that was like a hundred percent what I was like yeah expecting. I can imagine that anyways so I got taken away from a loving family and placed with a different loving family that had a hot tub. Hell yeah. So that house was like really interesting. I had a girl sharing my room and her name was Cricket. And so I used to like read her bedtime stories. And I remember that was like when I first started reading Harry Potter. Like, um, and I read her the first Harry Potter book, like the entire first Harry Potter book. <laughs> <That's commitment. laughs> 
And there was like another room in the house that had like a hospital bed. And like, there was a girl who stayed there for a while and then she left and then wasn't there anymore. And I was like, sketchy. Yeah. Also that house had a laundry chute, which I thought was so cool. That is so cool. What the <laughs> fuck? And I dream about that laundry chute all the time. Like I have laundry chute dreams constantly and I don't know why. Anyways. What, what do you, like, what do you mean? <laughs> of dreams where i'm like climbing up a laundry chute oh i don't again no idea why i never climbed up that laundry chute so i don't <laughs> maybe it was like you were dreaming of climbing up that laundry chute because you never got the chance to <laughs> <laughs> you're like missed opportunity i don't actually remember how long i was like how long i stayed in that house oh i remember one of the most well not one of the most traumatic events but like a traumatic event that happened <laughs> While I was in that house, they let me like walk the dog up to this lake thing that was near the house. Mm -hmm. And I got so fucking lost. I thought I was going to die alone at this lake by myself with a fucking dog that I didn't even know. Like it was so scary. Um, Actually, I think I was with Cricket. I think we were up there. This is a theme. I'm just realizing I go adventure with somebody. We get lost and I have to be the one to power us out of places. I dream about that swamp literally all the fucking time. Like, I'm not even fucking kidding you. And I know that you don't believe me, but I was literally stung by like nine bees. I feel like you were only stung by like one because I remember putting No, mud it on was your not. Yeah, but there was like fucking <laughs> nine. I was stung like nine times. And I remember this because I counted all the fucking red bumps that were on me. You counted on the red bumps in your ass? Yes. Okay, so we should probably tell them this story really quickly since we already got into it. So, there was like this weird meadow behind our house and we were going only- to like because my the only like one of the my best friend basically in the trailer park that we lived in had just like randomly gone missing um oh really that was what it was i thought we were yeah. just adventuring no uh <laughs> we were searching <laughs> oh, for a missing friend um Sick. and i knew that like she was had, it sky yeah okay she had like a friend that like lived across the swamp and i knew that like she had like a way to go like get there. through it yeah oh and i don't so, remember any of this i just remember us having a fun adventure in the meadow it was not fun for me <laughs> i fucking have nightmares about it all the time I have like this super romanticized idea where we were like, we were going to go run away into this meadow and like, it was beautiful and we were so excited. We were going to like build a house back there and- No, I was crying the entire time. We have very different ideas (laughs) of what our life was like. (laughs) I was not having a good time. I was like, we're fucking lost. We're going to die here. I remember you having like a straight up panic attack. I remember you doing that. Like you were panicking because we couldn't find our way back. And I was like, we're fine. Like we're going to be fine. And I think you were literally like, I was carrying you you were like on my back like piggybacking and I was like we're gonna get through it together we're gonna be fine (laughs) and like there were so many sticks and I was like I have a really good sense of direction so like I think we just gave up on trying to find the path that we went through and we just went straight through the bushes and I was like I know it's this direction we will get there and then like we did (laughs) yeah like multiple bee stings and and mosquito bites later yeah well you had to pee so you like pulled your pants down and peed and then got stung by a bunch of bees in your ass yeah (laughs) time of my life baby let's go i feel like i had a great time anyways at that foster home similar thing happened (laughs) (laughs) this was before that so i guess i have a theme where that girl and i like 
I, I got us lost somehow or we couldn't find our way back. And I remember like this really nice, like bicycling couple like found us and I was like crying and cricket was crying and we were both just like, we don't know how to go home. And then they like drew us a map and we followed the map and we found, figured it out, but it had been like hours and the foster family was like concerned. <laughs> glad that it took them hours to be concerned (laughs) well jim was never that concerned so and i don't remember like if there was like a set amount of time that i said i was going to be gone for so i don't know i don't know how long it actually was but i remember being gone for a long fucking time and then them being like oh my god you're back i'm so glad i was gonna call the police long story short i was in foster care for a while and then eventually jim got me back and i don't know i don't know how long i was in foster care but i don't think it was more than like i mean it was less than six months i'm pretty sure because i remember after foster care i got placed back with jim and we he rented out this apartment in like downtown oak harbor mm-hmm. and i thought that apartment was really cool like finally we were not living in a trailer park it was like a cool apartment although i mean it wasn't cool but it was like we had a not yard a <laughs> yeah yeah it was like a nice place like it was average it was an Mm. average apartment complex and i had my own room and and that was great and then oh that giant like castle bed do you remember no oh okay well there i don't know how jim got a hold of this but there was a giant castle bed (laughs) it was like made out of plywood and it had like this whole like castle mural painted on it and it was like a bunk bed Hmm. and you slept on the bottom bunk and we always argued over the top bunk because the top bunk was like you had to crawl through the castle in order to get in it like it was really cool anyway so we lived in that apartment for a while and i remember there were like days where like i would get dropped off by the bus and like jim wouldn't be there and i didn't have a key And so Mm. I literally just like sat outside the apartment complex waiting for hours and I had no way to get a hold of him because there were no cell phones yet. Mm -hmm. And I literally, as like a nine-year-old, am just like chilling in front of my apartment complex, like waiting for him to show up. And that happened many, many, many times. (laughs) Like you'd think he would have just given me a key so I could at least be inside the house. Um, And I remember that is where your grandma like burned her whole arm off. Do you remember? No. Oh, shit. Oh, that was fucking traumatic. (laughs) So like, I think you, me and Jim were out doing something and we came home and your grand, cause your grandma would always come with you whenever you came up to visit on the weekends. And so she, she was like cooking something with oil and we we came home and the house was like really smoky. And we were like, what the fuck happened? It smelled really bad in there. And so apparently your grandma like put her hand down on a hot burner and like flung the hot oil all over herself. And she burned like most of the skin off of her arm it was insane holy shit um we had to take her to the hospital it was like a whole thing you were screaming and crying it was really bad (laughs) and there were like giant burn marks all over the carpet and like it was all melted together Mm -hmm. um because she threw the pan afterwards obviously (laughs) yeah um and she had to been like 70 or something like she was old yeah she she died at 75 so Okay, so she was probably like 73, something like that, 72. Anyways, we had to rush her to the hospital. For some reason, she didn't call us when it happened. Like she had been sitting in that apartment with her fucking skin hanging off for like an hour at least. Damn. And she didn't call. She like didn't want to bother us. Um, Like, and then Jim was like trying to figure out how to get us all to the hospital together because we only had one car and didn't have enough seats or something, something like that. Um, And I was like, I'll stay home with Skylar. It's fine. Like, I'll stay home. We'll take care (laughs) of him. Um, And he was like, no, I can't do that. You're underage. And I'm like, it didn't stop you before. Like, (laughs) (laughs) anyways, traumatic event. Everything is fine. I really liked living in that apartment complex. Like, overall, my memories there are like pretty decent. Like, Jim was like, okay, there. But that's where he met that guy, Nick. 
Oh my you remember God. Nick? Yes. <laughs> so um, eventually, I think we were probably kicked out of that apartment complex. Something bad happened, I'm sure. We were kicked out of like everywhere we lived. And I'm pretty sure it was because Jim like never paid his bills. And I think after that apartment complex, oh, I forgot like before that apartment complex. So whenever I got out of the foster home, we got placed into this like really, really tiny little like one bedroom cottage from like the state provided it for us for a while, like just so Jim could get on his feet again or something after the eviction or something like that hmm. um oh after so it was after i got out of foster care and jim was no longer allowed to live at that family's house obviously they placed us into a like tiny one bedroom like shack that was like near in, it was like in between the elementary and the high school and that's when i started going to that elementary school that like required uniforms oh god <laughs> that was a whole ordeal uh, okay so and then we got kicked out of the apartment complex and then uh, that's when we moved into that like main trailer park that we mm-hmm. like stayed out the most. And that place is when everything started to go downhill as if it had not already been downhill with me being in and out of foster care and like people burning their skin off their arms. <laughs> um. <laughs> like that's when him and Trina started dating. Mm-hmm. And then him and Trina did not have a good relationship. They were always fighting. Trina was always screaming at me and hitting me and Jim was hitting me. And like, I fell through the bathroom floor at one point. Uh, What? There was an, oh yeah. Jim had like, (laughs) do you remember his bathroom? Yes. And how the floor was like super saggy? Yeah. And eventually there was like a piece of plywood that got put up with duct tape. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I fell fucking through the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my fucking God. There was another one in the in the dining or in the laundry room where he fell through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that house was so bad. It was like so moldy and like Yeah. We had a dog that we never picked up after and there was poop everywhere. And like Jim smoked inside the house. Mm-hmm. So like everything smelled so bad and like the water heater exploded at some point and like there was mold on everything because everything got so soggy and so we had to rip up the entire like living room floor and like replace all the like flooring and then he would like do all these weird projects where he'd try to put walls up but then he never finished the wall so we just had like weird rafters everywhere (laughs) like your room for instance yeah no he he built my room um yeah but but he never finished the walls (laughs) no he finished it he just never painted them well no he didn't even put like he didn't finish putting spackle on the drywall we there was some spackle on one side of the drywall but on the other side it was like bare (laughs) yeah so that was definitely not fucking finished if in my opinion (laughs) it was like good enough i guess i I mean you had a door so that was fine yeah anyway so jeffrey came and lived with us at that place Mm -hmm. and i remember that being like a whole ordeal because he started like smoking cigarettes and then jim like made him smoke a bunch of cigarettes in order to get him to like not smoke cigarettes anymore but it only made it worse like jim punched jeffrey in the face whenever he found out that jeff was smoking i remember that and like whenever my mom found out that he had like a fat lip like she fucking went off on him dude I, I mean, I was like being manipulated from Jim's angle. So I was like, serves Jeffrey right. He should never have been smoking. Yeah. But now as an adult, I'm like, that's fucked up. Like you can't do that to kids, man. And Jeffrey had to have been like, what? Like 14, something like that. 15. I Yeah, I think he was 16 at that point. But okay. I mean, he has an intellectual disability. So yeah, he wasn't able to perform to the fucking yeah. stupid ass standards of society. Yeah. Yeah. And Jim, like... Jim thought of himself as a saint for taking him in and, like... 
yeah <laughs> he he always used it as like some sort of weird charity bargaining where he was like i'm such a great person look at all my work that i'm doing for these kids i'm an advocate for the youth <laughs> <laughs> he like called himself like a mental health advocate like or in like child dis- learning disabilities advocate and like like troubled youth advocate like he used the word advocate a lot what a guy yeah oh and that's when he started getting really into like pyramid schemes yeah yeah it was pretty legal <laughs> yeah i actually was like a fan of the pyramid schemes not because of like what they were doing to my father but because i got to go to great wolf lodge yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got to like stay in hotels sometimes uh but it was like furthering my dad being in debt and all that so and then that also gave him he was like he had this moral superiority over everyone because he's like i'm a legal legal advocate (laughs) he called himself a legal specialist because he sold these like legal advocacy memberships to prepaid legal which was a pyramid scheme (laughs) yeah i remember him like whenever the whole car lot thing happened i remember him whenever i bought that car from the oh the shitty car yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i remember him being like you know you should really join prepaid legal and i was like oh. <laughs> he's ah. still doing it he's still doing i don't it? know i guess but he was he was <laughs> like you should really join it and i was like i'm not gonna fucking do that like oh my god that's amazing because that was only like last year 2019 okay which like 2020 doesn't count so like <laughs> i feel like that year was a blur anyway that's when like shit hit the fan in that house like 2008 happened the like financial crisis and my dad was a real estate agent and he like couldn't sell houses because the housing market crashed and mm-hmm. that's when he started drinking heavily again lots and lots of alcohol and then he like he broke up a trina something like that and she moved out they were supposed to like get married but they kept having like miscarriages and then she like moved out oh there was like one night I remember this was like my first like real panic attack. He drove home drunk. And I think this is, he was still dating Trina Mm -hmm. because I remember her in this situation. So he drove home drunk and I was asleep because it was like three in the morning or some shit. And I just, I wake up and I hear this like screaming, like crying, yelling, coming from the living room. And I'm like, what is going on? So I wake up, I'm all groggy. It's like three in the morning. I go out and my dad looks like he's dead on the floor. Like he's just laying there and his face is bloody. And I'm like, what is happening? What the fuck? (laughs) And Trina is like trying to perform CPR on him. And I'm like, my dad's dying. My fucking dad is dead. Like right in front of my eyes. He's fucking dying. And Trina's yelling at me to call the hospital, call the police, call an ambulance. And she's screaming at me. And like, he's kind of screaming like a little bit but he's like in and out of consciousness and she's trying to perform cpr for some i guess he had like he had driven home drunk and then his car broke down right in the driveway before he was like even in the driveway Mm. and so our dad being the cowboy boot wearing guy that he was uh went out and tried to push the car back into the driveway but he it was like raining and he was wearing cowboy boots and he slipped and smashed his head open on the um on the bumper of his truck and then trina had to like carry him into the house and he was like in and out of consciousness and he was bleeding and trina was like trying to get him to like wake up and couldn't and so she was screaming and crying and i was like I remember just standing there and she's like screaming at me to like answer or like call the police and Mm. I couldn't move like I literally like 
all of the blood left my body and I like laid down on the floor and I just couldn't move. And I remember Jeffrey, like Jeffrey woke up and then he came out and he's like, Oh my God, what's happening. And then he eventually called the police, which was great. Um, and then I remember laying on the floor as my dad is getting like carried away on a stretcher, <laughs> they put an IV in his elbow and he kept screaming like my elbow, my elbow. And he's like getting carried out on the stretcher in another consciousness. And I'm just like still on the floor. Like I haven't moved and like nobody helped me. <laughs> and then like what happened after that? I have literally no idea. Like, I don't remember going back to my room. I don't remember the next day. I don't remember ever talking about that incident, but I do remember Jim had to get a breathalyzer put into his car. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was right after that incident. I'm pretty sure that was the igniting incident of the breathalyzer in the car because he had to obviously admit that he had been driving home drunk. And then he used to like have us blow into the car's breathalyzer yeah. in order to get to work because, you know, he was still drinking. There were like several, several instances living in that house where he will come home angry and like start screaming at me for bullshit. And then like there was an instance where he like drug me through the house by my hair. There was an instance where he like pushed me up against a wall and punched the wall right next to my face. Mm -hmm. um, there was an instance when he like choke slammed me against a wall and like lifted me up by my throat. And there was an instance when he, uh, oh, I wouldn't, I didn't clean my room to his specifications. And he like tried to throw all my makeup away that yeah. I had been like, I had been purchasing with any amount of extra money that I had and also like shoplifting for years. So I had like this giant duffel bag full of makeup and I was obsessed with makeup. And so there was a day when I like, I cleaned my room, but I forgot underneath my bed or something, something, something like that, where it was like really stupid and no reason for this to like be a thing. And he tried to throw away my, my duffel bag full of makeup mm -hmm. <laughs> and I attached myself to that duffel bag like a fucking monkey like I was like or like a sloth probably like I was like holding on to it with all of my might and he like drug me through the house and then I wouldn't let go of it and he kept like screaming at me to let go and like he was trying to get into the trash can and I just wouldn't and then he like punched me in the fucking face and I flew backwards off of the duffel bag and he shoved it into the trash can <laughs> so that was one instance um I think I'm like I think I'm like 13 at this point like I'm gonna I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 12 or 13, something like that. But like every time something bad like that would happen, he like, I would be like, I'm going to call CPS. And he was like, go ahead. They'll, they'll just take you away from me. You want them to do that? Like you want them to just take you away? You're going to break up the family Veda? Like, or he called me Jessica at the time, but yeah. So there's a lot of, there was a lot of emotional manipulation. There was a lot of physical abuse there. There were several instances where like, we would get into screaming matches and he would tell me that there was no reason he needed to talk to me at all. Like I was useless to him. Like he would say like, like you're not even worthy of my attention because you're just a child and I have no reason to talk to you. Like, <laughs> and he would say that kind of shit, like literally verbatim, like you do not matter to me. And I, there's no reason I need to even remotely give you any of my attention. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I just remember it being like never ending screaming matches, never ending like me calling friends and family to see if I can go stay over at their house instead. Like I was like living at Amanda's house and mm -hmm. living at Megan's house. 
And then also like, that's when I started babysitting for Brenda. And so anytime Jim and I would get into like a huge fight and I'm like scream crying, whatever I, I would call Brenda and she would come pick me up. And, and eventually Brenda invited me to like move to Chelan with her. Um, she got a new job and she, I remember this being like, so not a big deal. Like just not like even a thing. Like she was like, Hey, so I got a new job in Chelan. So we're going to be moving. You are more than welcome to come live with us if you want. Uh, just like ask your dad (laughs) and so I did I was like can I move (laughs) and he was like is that what you want and I'm like yes and then he was like okay goodbye (laughs) like I remember it being like that like there was like no real conversation around it it was just like (sighs) okay I know this was like a really long story but like I think this is all like important information to like get us into the the gist of things so I move in with Brenda. Um, I live with her for a while. Like, I think like two years, like, I think I was like 14 when I moved in and 16 when I moved out, moved in with Brenda. Brenda and I did not have a good relationship <laughs> like at all. Brenda and I didn't have a good relationship. Like we, I think we have a better relationship as adults. Like we're able to like talk to each other, but like we, we would have moments of really good things and the moments of like really fucking bad, awful fighting, but it was not nearly as bad as what Jim would do. Like Jim would be like awful. And I think Brenda was like actually trying to be a good parent yeah (laughs) like I think she was literally just like no you can't do that thing at two in the morning that you used to do with your gym because I'm actually (laughs) like I'm a good parent and and you can't do that um so I think it was like normal teenage anger but like at the time I was also dealing with like anxiety and like eating disorders and like all sorts of shit so like and she didn't know about any of that and eventually she read my diary Mm -hmm. found out I fucking hated her found out I had had sex and when I say fucking hated her I meant like as a teenager like yeah hates their mom kind of thing and I wrote down some like really vivid like imagination situations that were like really fucked up and bad <laughs> and I think that was psychopath? Just... <laughs> no I think I was literally just trying to have like a creative outlet because I was so frustrated all the time and had like I didn't want to be there and I didn't understand why like nobody treated me as an adult and like I just like I had this thing in high school where I would like try to write the most fucked up essays that I possibly could just to like see what I could get away with in school so I think some of that transferred into my like diary where I was it was just like a creative outlet where I wrote like weird short stories that were like kind of fucked up West anyway could never <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was a very creative, like, dark child. Um, you were anyway, <laughs> sorry. What? You were going to say something, and then I cut you off, and I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying that you were quir- a quirky, like, quirky. <laughs> quirky weird- horse girl. Yeah, oh, my fucking <laughs> uh, So, okay, so she read my diary, and it, that was over Thanksgiving, and she, so I moved just January or December of, like, my sophomore year of high school so it was right in the middle of like winter break and then I went to the new school and like didn't tell anybody that was moving I don't even think I told Amanda and Megan that I was moving and those were like my best friends and then Brenda and my relationship like slowly deteriorated and she read my diary and then like the following Thanksgiving I think it was like a year later or something she read my diary and then kicked me out she was like oh all your clothes are going to be like in the driveway. Like, good luck. Fuck you. So I literally like went and picked up all my shit from like, I think she put it in the garage Mm. and like, wouldn't allow me back inside the house at all. (laughs) Um, 
so I had to like move everything from Brenda's house back to Jim's house. And at the time he was like living, oh, he had that like nice house. Do yeah. you remember? Yep. Not the one with three stories because I really liked that house, but the other one, it was like smaller. Was it the one? Oh yeah, no, I know what you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I, I thought I was gonna have to like move back to a harbor, and we tried to like because I was in running start at the time, and I think this is like my senior year or like the year before. Yeah, I think this is my senior year of high school. Um, and I'm essentially just like living in my car, like going back and forth from Jim's house to back to Shaland to go to school and work. Um, because I was working at Starbucks at the time, and then on the weekends I would just like drive to Jim's house and like hang out there or I would like I think I I ended up staying a couple of weeks with my friend Molly I ended up staying a couple of weeks with my friend Solon and I was just literally like living in my car um but I couldn't get like transferred back to Oak Harbor because I was in running start and like I would have had to like enroll in college again and it was already my senior year of high school so it was going to be really fucked up so I decided to just like live in my car and like stick it out the rest of my high school year just like living in my car and I would like sleep at the art building at the college or like <laughs> sleep at my friend's houses or like take showers at the gym and things like that I slept in the Taco Bell parking lot once <laughs> anyways lived in my car for a while and then my friend's dad ended up calling me one night and he was like hey September just told me you were like living in your car like what the hell what the hell's going on <laughs> um, Stan, Chris I love Chris so much so he told me to kind of like come over to their house and that he had a place for me and I get there and he had like this beautiful room all set up for me like a bed with like a beautiful blankets and everything was beautiful and I like cried like I was so happy to have like my own room again and like it was with my best friend's family and I was really happy about it and they were great um and they lived in a beautiful house and they had dinners every night and it was like I'm with a family again and then eventually I like I was going back and forth between his house and his ex-wife's house because their kids were um they were they were divorced and their kids would go Mm -hmm. back and forth every week so I was like going back and forth between mom's house and dad's house and mom's house and dad's house um and I love both of them so much like I love Chris I love Charmin they're like wonderful people like one some of the best people I've ever met in my entire fucking life and I love them so fucking deeply like (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but eventually I ended up just staying at Charmin's house like their mom's house Um, we just had like this really special moment one night where like she broke down and told me some like that she was struggling with them having been divorced and she didn't feel like she had anybody to talk to and like so we just like really bonded and like had a really like deep meaningful moment and I felt like she was alone and I was just like I can be there for somebody like Hmm. (laughs) so I just ended up like staying with her and then for some reason I got married (laughs) (laughs) somehow i got manipulated into wedding a man above my age (laughs) um all right so like two days after my senior prom in high school i got married to this guy in the military and i think we'd been dating for like five months Hmm. yeah like literally five months i think he proposed to me after like three or four months and then we got married and so he proposed in march and we got married in may and i was a senior in high school (laughs) He proposed to me on Lady Gaga's birthday. I remember that. Uh, okay. Which is in March. It's like late March. Anyways, um, we got married and then I decided to stay in Chelan for the next like several months, like it, um, until September, because that's like the end of the summer. And in Chelan, it's like a tourist town. So like mm-hmm. I was making hella tip money at Starbucks over the summer. So I was like, I'm just going to like stay out the summer and then I'll move in with you at the end of the summer. Um, and that seemed to be fine for us. <laughs> I uh like I I graduated high school uh, 
and then I like visited his parents because they got like his dad got remarried and like the next day the day after my high school graduation I was like down in Utah like at their wedding Mm -hmm. and Michael who was my husband at the time uh and I got into like the craziest angry fight while we were there like he his dad like everybody was joking around and horsing around and fucking around and like Mm -hmm. the dog started barking and his dad got pissed and kicked the dog in front of me and I was like I think I I, all I all I said was like oh my god like I was like oh my god (laughs) yeah man just abused an animal in front of me um and it was enough to make the animal like yelp and I was like holy shit like that is not okay fuck so I I just exclaimed like I was like oh my god and then everybody got really quiet and everybody like went on with what they were doing and like stopped playing around and it was like really uncomfortable and then like we were staying in the rv because they didn't have a, enough guest rooms or something. And so we were staying in the RV and Michael, I remember he started screaming at me in the RV. Like he was so mad at me because I said something when his dad kicked the dog. He was like, "That he is not your father. He is not your husband. And you have no right to say anything about that. Like- What the actual <laughs> fuck? I was like it was it was just a reaction like I had no control over that a man just kicked a dog in front of me like I can't help that I like said oh my god I didn't say like you piece of shit how dare you fucking hit the dog like I should have but like and so like we got into this crazy screaming match and this is literally like a month after we got married I remember thinking my wedding night like at least I can get divorced um literally like as I was falling asleep on our wedding night I was like at least there's divorce like thank god for divorce (laughs) um anyways so that screaming match happened I remember we were in a grocery store trying to find sunscreen because we were both like super pasty ass white people and we're like in Utah we were about to go motorcycling through the desert and needed sunscreen and I picked up a kid's bottle of sunscreen that was like SPF 100 because Mm -hmm. I'm a fucking ginger and I need I need SPF or I'm gonna die and so honestly so should he because he was like super pale white blonde hair like yeah he needed sunscreen too but he got pissed at me in the grocery store for picking up a kid's sunscreen we're adults you can't use children's sunscreen how dare you like full-on toxic masculinity like crazy yelling at me in the grocery store over sunscreen and I'm like I'm gonna use the 100 SPF because the adult version is only 50 and this is better. So like, and it's cheaper. So why are, (laughs) yeah, that's literally so fucking ridiculous. Just like screaming at me because how dare I suggest he purchase a child sunscreen (laughs) and we're not children. That's so fucking toxic. So that was June of 2011. That was like right after I graduated high Mm -hmm. school. Um, and then I finished out the summer in Chelan and then I moved in with him in September and we like drove across country in my Jeep with all my stuff. And the night that we got to our apartment down there, like he didn't have the key to the apartment because it was like a brand new place. Like we hadn't moved in yet. And the property management place was supposed to like leave a key for us, but like they didn't. So we couldn't get into the apartment and it was like 11 o'clock at night and we had nowhere to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he just lost his fucking mind on me again, like started screaming at me in the parking lot of this apartment complex and I'm just like trying to help like say like suggest things that we do instead of like trying to get a hold of the property management office because they're closed and nobody's going to pick up at 11 o'clock yeah, at just night. go to a fucking hotel 
yeah yeah so I was like well can we go to a hotel like do you have any friends that we could stay with like and he is just losing his mind he's like yelling about how frustrated he was like he told them to leave it open and blah 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 and they didn't and how come these pieces of shit never listen like just losing his mind and I'm like well don't yell at me dude it's not my fault like I don't know how to like I'm trying yeah you two are like literally in the same situation so yeah and here I am just like bubble guts like super happy like what I'm just like we can just go do something else man like we could sleep in the car I don't give a fuck like anyway so that was just a little indication of how bad my marriage was um and I moved out in February I think there was just like never ending awful fights with him. And he was like really scary to drive in a car with. Like he would get into like really bad road rage situations. And like anytime he was mad at me, he would start driving faster. Yeah. I remember you telling me about that. Mm-hmm. And he, he would drive as fast as he could and take turns as hard as he could slam his brakes, like just drive absolutely horrifically. And then he would get mad that I didn't want to like drive with him in the car. And then he would get mad if I didn't want to ride on his motorcycle when he was angry. And I'm like, cause I don't want to fucking die. Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to go like, fucking 120 miles on it. Yeah. And like. he, he would do that kind of shit. Anytime he got mad at me, which was often because they, there was always something to be mad at he would do that kind of like scary, awful behavior behavior. And he would, he was so manipulative and like mean and it was so unnecessary. Anyway, I ended up like leaving him for his like coworker slash best friend, um, <laughs> um, who was also a piece of shit and cheated on me. So like, that's fine. Anyway, long story short, my dad's fucking abusive. I had a really bad marriage. I got divorced very quickly. A lot of people in my family, like everybody I know died. <laughs> Yeah. So like yeah i, I re- forgot i, I remember forgot. going to a funeral with you that was intense. was that solon's funeral i think so yeah yeah okay so like shortly okay so shortly after i'm oh this was like the like the spark of the end of my marriage so i remember i so Sharman, my friend september's mom who i had lived with she was dating this guy named Vic, who is wonderful. Mm-hmm. He was like so nice to me. He treated me like his own kid and was like super kind. He got me my first tattoo. He he was just wonderful. Like mm-hmm. so happy. I, I don't know what their relationship was like, so I can't speak to that. Like I don't know how he treated her or whatever. So just a little disclaimer. Like I don't know full like to me he was nice. I don't know what he was like outside of my situation. Anyways, I got a call while I was at work at Starbucks that he had uh, killed himself. And so that was difficult. And that week I had been just like crying and I was like so upset, um, obviously, because somebody I thought of as a father figure died. And Michael was like not very supportive. <laughs> he wasn't very kind to me during that time. Um, and there was a night where like I wanted to go out and hang out with friends. And so we did. We went to like a hookah bar and then we were all supposed to go over to the, his coworker's house to like drink and have fun. Mm-hmm. But like Michael wanted to go home early and I was like, I don't want to be home by myself right now. Like I need to be like out doing something to get my yeah. mind off of this. Like I can't handle just like sitting in that house and crying and thinking about this. So like, I'm going to go with them. Anyway, long story short, his coworker ended up drunkenly kissing me at that party. And then his other coworker, before I got home to even talk to Michael about anything, had told Michael that I had had sex with his coworker at this party. <laughs> and like that did not fucking happen at all. Uh, literally he kissed me I was like bro I'm married like what (laughs) (laughs) and then 
Yeah. And the, and then the next day he like came into my, my work, I was working. I hadn't gone home yet. I hadn't like been able, I hadn't seen him. I hadn't been able to say anything about it. And to me, I was just like, that was fucking weird. Like there was not, a, it was not a thing. And so I got to work and I'm working. And then Michael comes ripping into my work building and he's so mad and he slams his wedding ring down onto the counter. And he's like, proclaiming that I'm a cheater and all sorts of crazy shit. And I'm like, we'll talk about this when we get home. Like I was like, not getting into it. I was like, I will talk to you when I get home. Like you need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's like so overdramatic. And it was crazy. And it was in front of all my coworkers and like everybody at Starbucks. Like it was so embarrassing and not okay. Um, and I got home and all my stuff was in the driveway and there was a giant uh, like blanket that he spray painted the word cheater over on everything and I'm like this is fucking crazy so I ended up moving all my stuff back inside um and he was drunk on the floor and there was like wine stains all over the floor and I just like left him there (laughs) (laughs) I like went to bed and then like spent the next like two weeks like trying to convince him that I like did not like do anything with this guy and then while that's happening because they were in the military like the other guy's job was in jeopardy because of the military situation. Like they're, they have like a code of conduct. You're not supposed to sleep with everybody else's wife. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So like he was in danger of getting kicked out of the military. So I was like texting him, trying to like calm him down, like letting him know, like, Hey, like I'm talking to Michael, like I'm trying to convince him, I'm trying to do my best. And then that guy and I ended up like talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. Eventually I left Michael to go date that other guy. Yeah. Well, I le- I left him because he was off. Like he threw a fucking lazy boy chair at me. He threw a corkscrew at me. He was like si- like preventing me from sleeping. He was like purposefully keeping me up to like psychologically manipulate me. Um this fucking crazy. It was awful. It was fucking awful. He was demanding that I give him all my passwords to everything. He it was just brutal. I remember when I moved out he like he helped me pack all my stuff and he put the entire kitty litter box into one of my backpacks for school like he didn't even dump it or anything he just put the entire litter box with all the litter into my backpack and I didn't find out until I moved into the other place anyways left him (laughs) (laughs) dated another really fucked up guy afterwards that Drell guy who cheated on me for six months and then he just got married to her and now they're having a baby or they just had a baby and so that's really cool um <laughs> yeah so that is like overall my life story I am no longer married I have an abusive father who will not leave me alone and I keep trying to tell him to leave me alone and he will not um and I need to get out of restraining order and I didn't I'm figuring that out and yeah Skylar what's your life story that was a whole like hour and 15 minutes of me talking about my entire life like there's and there's I didn't even get to like a quarter of it like there's so much fucking bullshit in there that's just like awful all right well that was our first real episode of the podcast um the last one was just like a little intro that we did I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it and I hope you guys learned something about Skylar and I and we can't wait to get into the next one where we will go over Skylar's life story um obviously there is a lot more that has happened in my life and has happened in Skylar's life and I'm sure that over the course of our uh recording we will learn a whole heck of a lot more about each other and about our past and about how we've like gotten out of hard times and figured out how to live with trauma and all sorts of shit like that. Anyways, I'm rambling. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to see where the rest of this podcast goes.
If you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Embracing the Suck Podcast. And you can check us out on our website at embracingthesuckpodcast.com. Um, also, in the future, we would really like to give you guys some life advice. Obviously, we've both been through a whole hell of a lot of shit. And we would love to, you know, hear your guys' issues and offer what little help we're able to um via this podcast so if you'd like to send us a question feel free to send an email to hello at embracing the suck podcast.com you can find me on instagram at scandinative and you can find skylar at skylar k morrison um otherwise we are at embracing the suck podcast so anyway thanks for listening have a good night or day or morning or whatever you're doing okay i'm gonna get off of this okay bye (laughs) Thank you.